sexual. <laughs> this is not date night. Is it's it not? This night. is not what this thing is about. <laughs> I thought I was coming on like <laughs> I, the Dr. Drew show. I thought this it was Dr. Drew. AKA yeah. the grotto, like the Playboy Bunny's grotto. It is. That's it what is. We're going for. It does look when, a lot like the 70s, except for the nice aluminum over here. Little when did Vegas there? get a Hugh Hefner drive? I don't remember that last time I was here. Uh, the, the Palms, when there used to be a Playboy Club. Really? Yeah. Playboy Club that. has not been there for oh, some years. Hugh. Yeah, yeah, remember that? When the yeah. Maloofs owned the Palms. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I never went to the Playboy Club because I, I could not afford it. I was intimidated by it. I wonder, I wonder if, what, what the hell was that? Talk. Do you want me, is he testing? We are yeah. testing, yes. Those bunnies intimidated me. Yeah. The Playboy bunnies? Yeah, I mean the breasts, the blonde hair. I never the, met any. The Brass? Breasts. Breasts. Okay. I was like, they're made of brass? <laughs> T-I-L. Yes. I learned today that the Playboy bunnies are made of breasts. Just like that nurse you were talking about earlier. That nurse did have some. <laughs> and that's what I knew. Joe would not remember the night because he was like, she had big. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. Big personality. I, I think I you've big. I think you've confused somebody else in that instance. <laughs> it might have been me. It might have been me making that observation. I was the one that made the observation. So it's... it sounds right. like Jake just kind of came up with his own. Little... I have only yeah, ever been to yeah. Spring Valley Hospital on oh. one occasion, and it was with you, Joe. Mm. All right, are you recording, Jose? <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Well. Welcome to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob. I'm here, with, as always, with uh, my co-host, co-wrangler. Allison. Hey, guys. Hello. And uh, tonight we have the first ever by blood family member ever on the podcast, I think. Woohoo! So does my brother, Joe. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, hey, Joe. Joe. Welcome. It's good to be in the den. That's Glad right. Glad to have you. We're very excited to have you here. We had uh, some delicious dinner before we started to record. Mm-hmm. Some Poya Inca. Do we have a uh, Colorado beer? No, we did have. Uh, we're gonna. S- we had an old fashioned though, okay. local cocktail. All right. A nice local old fashioned with Irish whiskey though, because oh. we like Irish whiskey here. Old fashioned like you guys. Mm-hmm. Very old, old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long times. Well, what brings you to town, Joe? Uh, I'm here, of course, to see my brother. Oh, yeah. And uh, it just happens to uh, align with a couple of industry conferences uh, that are going on in Vegas. And what right industry are you in? I am in the, the IT industry with a focus in cybersecurity. So you're a nerd. Just uh, kidding. Yeah. You're not. I'm or not. No, hashtag my, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. My, uh, right. my students are much better at this stuff than I am. So cybersecurity. So you're here for what are the names of the conferences? Just so we can. Um, so it's actually the notes. This year there's three going on. So uh, Black Hat, which is the industry trade show. Um, Black Hat and DefCon are always in Las Vegas. So DefCon's right. going on, which is the uh, kind of hacker conference, if uh, if you will. But it's uh, cash at the door, no records are kept, that sort of thing. And it's the 27th year that they're having it. And then the uh, oh. the third one that I'm here for is a, a CompTIA conference. That's an industry organization, and they move around every year. Sounds like speakeasies. You pay cash, and they're moving around con- constantly, mm. right? Oh, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. Com- CompTIA and Black Hat are typical, like credit card and 
Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, the DEFCON one's a little bit different. I will say that to prepare Allison for this conversation, I told her not to just Google Def, DEFCON or Black Hat and go to any website because that may not necessarily be the best. I was definitely afraid to do research for this episode, guys. No, no. I mean, it's it's okay to do research. Just don't click anything on the internet that looks suspicious. Mm, gotcha. Which is like 99% of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. What are you saying? That cat gif that I really like, I shouldn't click on it. Probably it's not. Suspicious. Mm. It's very sad. Very sad. No, I'm sure it's fine. It's probably fine. So, so most of our listeners probably, we think probably don't know much about cybersecurity. So if you want to talk a little bit about like, what is cybersecurity? What is it that you specifically do related to cybersecurity? So... Cybersecurity is the uh, securing, essentially, of what's called the CIA triad. Um, and it's not the government organization, but it stands for confidentiality, integrity, and availability. And so really okay. think of it like a three-legged stool. If you lose any one of those three, your systems are compromised. So confidentiality means that only people who should see the data can see the data. Okay. Uh, Availability means that uh, the system is up and available. There's a, uh, <laughs> There's a the uh, the dog is here. With Raven. the Raven's yeah, greeting. Raven, right? That's right. Hey, Raven. Um, availability <laughs> means that the system or the data is available to authorized users whenever it's supposed to be. And the uh, the I means integrity, meaning that only authorized people have changed or modified the data okay so you know confidentiality we know that is a data breach right and there's in the news every week right. it seems like the uh latest one i think capital one um yep. they had a data breach of millions of uh, i think it was like 100 million records or something like that of uh, people's information um Equifax, in, I know, just uh, yeah, Equi Equifax. A yeah. couple of years ago, the big Equifax uh, data breach that essentially it was like almost every adult in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, integrity means that uh, only you know people who should be changing the data are. So if somebody gets in there and modifies your data, and it's not somebody who's authorized to do so, you've lost integrity of the data, and you don't know if it's good anymore. Right. And availability just means you know if I go to use a system like I want to log into my bank and move some money. And it's not available, you know, then either that's by design, they're doing, you know, work on it, or somebody's uh, brought it down. And in, in what you hear is a, a denial of service attack or a DDoS attack. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, that's what cybersecurity is, is any any one of those three things going down. Um, and, and IT security, cybersecurity is trying to protect mainly your data, but again, also your systems keeping up and running and, and that sort of thing. So... Um, what I do currently is I'm a, a college professor, so I spent about 15 years in the IT industry before I got into teaching. Always wanted to do it. It's a lot harder than I ever thought it would be, as I'm sure. I don't know, maybe Jose <laughs> knows that, right? Um, so for the last five years, I've been building and running a cyber program at a community college on the west side of Denver, mm -hmm. uh, and just recently accepted a position with the University of Colorado at Denver to uh, help them out with their cyber program. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It'll be, uh, it'll be good for me. And for our listeners, uh, as long as I can remember when we've had a computer in the house, Joe has always been tinkering with computers, phones, et cetera, building things. Destroying things, building things, breaking things, with, right. you know, electronics and stuff. It's just, it's always interested me. So, mm. 
Yeah. So teaching at a community college, I imagine you have people that have different backgrounds, different Mm -hmm. ages, and they're going through your program. They have different purposes, right? Some people are looking for just like a certification and other people are looking down the line to get a uh, bachelor's. How do you... um, how do you tailor your curriculum to meet all those people's needs? So basically the curriculum, um, when I took the program over, I, I redesigned the, it's a, a community colleges traditionally offer a two-year associate of applied science and cybersecurity or something like that. Um, and so I redesigned the program to basically give students the skills that I was looking for as an IT manager Um, as well as aligning it with something called a a center of academic excellence criteria, which comes from NSA and DHS. And it's, it's based off the nice framework, which is part of NIST. I know there's a lot of acronyms in there, but essentially it's a standardized government framework that says we need people with these skills in like servers, networking, programming, forensics, um, vulnerability assessment, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, essentially built the program that way where you could come in with no experience or you could come in with, you know, work professional experience and still be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were the first uh, community college in the state of Colorado to get that designation from NSA. Uh, and we were, I think, mm-hmm. the uh, in the first like 50 or 60 in the country of colleges and universities to earn that. So it's, it's pretty prestigious. You know, they notify your congressmen, they notify your senators, the governor. Um, It's, it's kind of a a big deal and it's great because the program's grown to, I think over 200 schools and universities throughout the United States now. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think the youngest student I've ever had was 17 years old. You know, he was uh, homeschooled and he was at, uh, you know, school to, obviously learn stuff about computers that you know couldn't learn at home uh and my oldest student she was in her 60s and she was coming back trying to get back into it she'd been in it before and Mm -hmm. and uh so definitely i think the average age um or median age at community college in colorado is about 28 years old so it's a lot different than to traditional four-year school is Mm -hmm. so and that's one of the toughest things as a teacher is I have students who have grown up with technology and they have used it since they were a baby. And I have students who are making a career change after, you know, 20 years and technology is a little bit challenging and mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of tough to, to teach across that spectrum. I would um, imagine. Yeah. yeah. Especially if like you think the internet is a bunch of tubes, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> like Which the, uh, I think it is. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. a series of tubes running underneath earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. above. But that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's either tubes or magic in the air. Right. One of those two. Mm-hmm. It's true. So um, I know we know you are based in Colorado, but mm. um, so if one of our listeners is interested in getting into cybersecurity here, which, what, where, what would you recommend to them? Yeah. So I think, first of all, if, if you like messing around with computers, um, you know, programming, because cybersecurity encompasses all of, of IT. So whether it's programming, you know, hardware, networking, whatever it is, it plays a role in everything. Right now, risk management is huge. Um, our, our business is just trying to mitigate all the risks to, to an enterprise uh-huh. with all the connected systems. So you don't have to be super technical to get into cybersecurity. There's a lot of people that do policy type stuff. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different uh, you know types of things you can get into. So if it's something that you're interested in, it's definitely a career that can lift people out of poverty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my students that come out of my program, it's a two-year program currently uh, that you know usually do like an internship. They get involved with the student club. They're starting at forty-five to fifty thousand a year. Wow! Uh, wow. Coming yeah. coming out of a two-year degree. Do those uh, tend to be government contracts? No, or? no, no. They're private company um, government contractors. Government's a little bit tougher because government really wants to see people with that four-year bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not it doesn't mean that you can't get in with the government with a two-year degree. It's just a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, here in Las Vegas, uh, you have two CA schools, uh, College of Southern Nevada and University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, CSN has a two-year associate because they're a two-year school in cybersecurity. And then UNLV has a bachelor's. So it's really um, – and, you know, there might be a way to go. Uh, in Colorado, we, we do what are called articulation agreements. And I would imagine other states do this as well where you can – Go to a two-year community college, get your first two years done, and then transfer to a four-year school, mm-hmm. which is actually what I did. I, I graduated Red Rocks like right. 20 years ago from the program that that I uh, just finished running. So that's that's pretty interesting. Oh but, wow! So yeah. you came full circle. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. it's weird. Right? I never thought I'd be a teacher, and mm-hmm. and there I was. Uh, so yeah, right. it was Apparently interesting. Apparently, Jacob didn't think so either. <laughs> no, well, education's the family business. It is. Mm-hmm. And Joe yeah. was the last one to come to the family business. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of community colleges. Um, college is expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, especially for something like cybersecurity, you get into a school that's been certified by NSA and DHS. Like, you really can't go wrong with that. Um, I'm a mentor for the program now. So, basically, I work with other schools and universities in the Western U.S. on helping them build their cyber programs up to mm. the NSA and DHS standard. And, you know, it's, it's not like just a stamp of approval. Like, it's a pretty lengthy process. You know, it's a year to year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, NSA comes in, they look at your faculty, they look at your program, they actually get into the courses, and they look at what you're teaching. And, um, you know, so they, they do a thorough investigation of what a school is teaching. So, again, in Las Vegas, you've got uh, College of Southern Nevada and UNLV and if you're interested, um, definitely talk to one of those two schools. Um, again, it's it's good to have a bachelor's. I have students getting hiring, hired with just the associate. It really depends on the organization that you get, mm-hmm. uh, right. that you're looking to, to get on with. And right now in uh, the state of Nevada, I think there's roughly 2,000 unfilled jobs in cybersecurity. Wow. Um, so there's about... Uh, I think currently 4,000 people employed in cybersecurity in Nevada or some aspect of that and roughly 2,000 open positions. And this is a trend that's that's not only statewide, nationwide, but but worldwide as well in the U.S. Um, the last number I saw in the U.S. was 350,000 jobs unfilled currently mm-hmm. wow. for cybersecurity people. Yeah. So again, like I said, if, if people like it, it's definitely a good field to go into because there's a lot of jobs and they pay well. Yeah, that's a really good starting salary, too. Well, mm-hmm. and one could argue, I mean, if the United States would have um, invested more in these type of programs uh, versus focusing so much on four-year college, mm-hmm. we'd be able to compete. Like, you know, for example, Germany, where like 30% of the population has received some sort of vocational training yeah, or stuff right. like that. Yeah, I think vocational education is a lot uh, more popular in, in Europe and, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that than it is here. And, and I mean, this is, you know, it's an interesting topic because you know two years ago i had some students go to washington dc they were top 10 finalists for a competition that the national science foundation put Mm -hmm. on and uh you know 
I, I talked with a couple of policymakers at NSF and they were just like, we don't know how to interact with the two-year schools. Like, it's not oh, their focus. Okay. Their right. focus is four-year programs, graduate programs, scientists, PhDs, and right. that's great. Um, you know, but there's a really like unrealized potential of students going to community colleges, right? Um, you know, for whatever reason, they can't afford the four year, um, you know, like me, you know, luckily I knew that, you know, going to a community college, it's, it's cheaper than going to a four year and, and right. you know, it can still be just as good of an education and, um, you know, it's definitely something people should take advantage of and community colleges get a bad rap in the United States, you know? Yeah. And I think it's unfounded. I think community colleges are great. Well, in here, I mean, our the largest higher education institution is College of Southern Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's like about 100,000 students wow. are enrolled in College of Southern Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, UNLV is large also, but like most students, I think, from Las Vegas yeah. and Southern Nevada start at CSN. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of my students, you know, they get the two-year degree and then they want to transfer to a four-year. Right. They want to keep going, especially if they can get in with an employer who does tuition reimbursement, Mm -hmm. you know, because then they're like, yeah, I'll I'll get my four-year, you know, especially if my employer is helping me. And the employer knows because, hey, you know, we're invested in this employee. And Right. Again, there's such a huge need for it. Um that there's a lot of opportunity out there for people that get into this field. So yeah. ideally you'd see partnerships between like some of these tech companies mm-hmm. or whatever. With yeah. And that's, that's one of the things we've done at, uh, at Red Rocks, the community college that I work for, uh, in Denver is we, uh, we got the first registered apprenticeship in cybersecurity from the Department of Labor in Colorado. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. we actually partnered with Northrop Grumman, uh, who comes in and interviews our students. And, you know, we've been doing it now for three or four years and, um, it's a great partnership and, you know, Northrop knows that the students, you know, what they're learning is applicable to the, uh, the need that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And a lot of these companies, you know, not only do they have a current need, but they also have people in their current workforce that are retiring. Yeah. And so that just, you know, uh, compounds that need. Right. But ideally, yes, a lot of the companies that are out there. Um, it's beneficial to partner with your local, mm-hmm. you know, college program to, uh, to have some input on to what they're doing, but also help that pipeline. Sure. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. So, um, I'd be interested to hear like for, from the consumer's, uh, perspective, um, what you've learned at the conferences and what we should be on the lookout for. Besides yeah. not going out and like yeah. wrapping myself in an aluminum foil. I mean, that's really just what you should do. Just just go oh, unplug everything and get that tinfoil hat on. And yeah, uh, No, I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy because every aspect of our life is connected now, right? right. I mean, we're always got our cell phone with us, which has a GPS tracker and a microphone and a, and a webcam. And um, it's crazy. just technology is a huge aspect of our lives and and you know for me like i i know the i know the dark side of it but i also know the helpful side that you know i like google to tell me that hey you have a meeting across town in an hour you should leave in 10 minutes because of what traffic's doing right mm-hmm. so right. otherwise i, I got to check in that sort of thing but i also know that to get that i'm giving up a lot you know, I'm giving up my GPS location and my calendar access and, um, you know, and that's something that you have to be okay with. But I think, um, but do we, 
it's it's up to you. It's a personal decision, right? Right. But sometimes um, not even. Like I was just reading, I think it was in San Francisco where they wanted to install this is in a semi not actually that high end apartment complex, but they wanted to get rid of keys and entry codes and they wanted um like you had to access the building on your smartphone Mm -hmm. but it was like what about people that don't have smartphones so here on the podcast we talk a lot about accessibility Mm -hmm. and we talk about you know uh technology being accessible to but not everybody has a smartphone so like you can't get into your house because you don't have a smartphone or the other day at the baseball stadium i know that that's a more luxury item than um being granted access to your apartment complex but i couldn't have gotten to i wouldn't have been able to go to the baseball stadium if i didn't have a smartphone because right literally couldn't print out tickets right no, you, yeah tickets like a lot of them are, yeah, are just mobile mobile right. only mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's that's honestly the world that we're moving to i mean you look at you know other countries and they're already moving to like credit cardless mm-hmm. contactless payment you know right. using google pay or apple pay or something like that um it's just the way that technology is changing the world and you know, there's always going to be those holdouts that, you know, want to hang on to the physical key and the piece of paper and that sort of thing. Um, but I think, yeah, I think the world's just kind of going that way of smart technology, which it is, it's a little bit scary, right? I mean, my cell phone's dead or I don't, like you said, I don't have a smartphone and what do I do? I guess I don't rent at this place. I'll have to go rent at the place that still uses keys. Like my apartment, we use a key fob. So it's not like a mechanical mm-hmm. key. It's an electronic right. key that gets you into the building and also gets you into uh, to your apartment and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just kind of the direction things are going. I think sadly. But that's the less sinister, quote unquote, less sinister. Yeah, that's the inconvenience kind of, right? kinda yeah. and, and accessibility. Then is there's it available like to actual everybody. surveillance that the government yeah. is using. Yeah. So, and, and that's where you get into, again, like, you know, the UK, I think, has a lot of cameras. I was just in Singapore a month ago, cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does cut down on crime. And again, that means that people have to give up a little bit of their civil liberties. But at the same point, like, if you're in public, are you guaranteed any privacy? You know, that's kind of like the bigger question. Right. In your household, you are, right? right? But, you know, the minute I leave my house, I'm not really guaranteed privacy. Like, if I do something... So then, it's the difference you know, between, like, if you're, you know, in front of a store and you do something as opposed to, like, you're talking, you're having a conversation in your home when there's a smart speaker listening into you. Right, and that's and that's where we get into some big privacy issues with, like, Amazon and Google right. with their smart devices, you know, that listen. And again, they're great. I have an Alexa. I have a Google just because right. I like to try out the you tech. Do? I have both of them. Oh so, I got so one the, from Christmas. I have did. an Alexa. No. The, uh, so the yeah. approach that I take to this is my data is already out there, and I need to act accordingly. Because there are ways that my data gets out that I can't control. Like, I have no say in what a company like Equifax holds on me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I can't ask Equifax to get rid of my data. I can't say you can only give it to certain people. Like, I literally have no control. And I think that's wrong. I, I do. I think it's wrong that a corporation has right. control of, you know, of your data. I think that your data should be yours. Mm-hmm. You know, just like your biometrics should be yours. You know, we protect health information. We right. protect educational information. You know, why can't we protect our own data? We're just not there yet. Plus, companies make billions of dollars off of it. Um, so that being said, yes, like if you're going to be talking about stuff that, that you don't want people to hear, don't have one of those devices. You know, turn your cell phone, power the thing off, 
we can't really take the battery out anymore. That's not really a thing with waterproofing now. Um, I would argue that, oh, but we're talking like when we're in private and our mm-hmm. own devices spying on us. I would, I would argue that I would like that, like that privacy to be extended when I'm in public spaces. And I personally would like to fight back. And there have been cases, like for example, I think it was someplace in Massachusetts where they wanted to implement this, uh, is like driver's license have them on our cell phones mm-hmm. and um the community like rejected it and actually mm-hmm. there was a, something similar that was trying to be passed in silicon valley interestingly enough what uh, this town in massachusetts is close to mit and silicon valley obviously has all these tech companies mm-hmm. so these tech people know how far mm-hmm. the both yeah. the government and tech companies go to spy on you and they're like uh no we're not going to allow this in our mm-hmm. community right. so i reject the notion that like these companies and the government are going to continue surveilling us unless we you know fight back no would you argue i mean because we're talking about just this dragnet right that they're just we're talking about it's a type of racial profiling in a way right they're just like accumulating all this random data and no, and, and that's, that's totally true. Um, FBI, who handles issues within the United States, has been doing it for years, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my old conspiracy theory was that <laughs> Google was the evolution of the carnivore program. Which, and that was, a, that was an FBI uh, software and hardware program that essentially monitored all internet connection um, emails uh, in the United States. Mm. Which is Google now. I, if you think about it, right? Because we got yeah. our email, we got our photos, we got our Google Voice. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, all so all going through there, right? Yeah. And and you know, Carnivore I, I think's been replaced by a different piece of software, but they still do the same thing. So they're still listening, um, you know, because again, you're getting into a bigger conversation on privacy and politics. And you look at the internet; the internet crosses state lines, therefore it becomes mm-hmm. a federal issue, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the people that get um, um, you know, caught on quote unquote hacking, um, they get caught from the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act of like the 19, 1986, I think. Okay. Because oh, wow. it's, yeah, like it's been around for a long time. And obviously the internet is much different than it was in 86. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the minute that you cross state lines, it becomes federal. And at that yeah. point, you know, again, even if a state wanted to do something. And so that's where, again, like I know that people are listening to me. Right. Um, And, you know, if you take it from a nefarious perspective, terrorists know the government's listening. That's why they take measures to use encrypted communications, VPNs or, you know, um, uh, yeah, like stuff like that, um, you know, or like, oh, uh, I really, I've been listening to this for eight hours. I I was like, I'm sorry, Allison, you know of. You're familiar with this? The daily, because of the shooter. Um, yeah, because the of the shooter. El Paso right, yeah. shooter. Yeah. 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 And it's just something we have to do to protect ourselves. I mean, it's, you know, it's a new generation. It's a new time of living. And we have people that are growing up with technology and, you know, and hopefully, you know, we're teaching them. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I try and do, you know, when like I just hosted a high school camp last week. Uh, for high school students and try and teaching them, you know, what you need to do. And like, you know, don't put something on the internet if you don't want it there forever. Don't take a picture on your smartphone if you don't want it there forever. That's just the way computers work. It's the way technology works. We don't have a way really to 
grab all of our data back and and get rid of it it's just mm -hmm. not the way computers work you know companies make backups of backups of backups and even if they say they deleted it you know you have no idea if they actually did like in the case of cambridge analytica who said they deleted right. facebook data but then continued to use it mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah it, it can be tough so i mean you know again i just kind of i i try to take the approach of my stuff's out there I need to act accordingly, you know, use a VPN, back up my data. Um, obviously, if I'm going to be talking about something sensitive with my wife, unplug the Google, right? Mm -hmm. if, it, if it's something that, that I would be uncomfortable with somebody else hearing, like unplug it, right? But the thing is, right. that doesn't keep somebody across the street with a high-powered microphone from listening. So it's like, you know, unless I live in a Faraday <laughs> yeah. cage, you know, in a in an old abandoned missile silo. Well, so can I ask you about the VPN? Because <laughs> um, I was researching and I um, came across a couple of, I, I wanted to ask you if you could actually give our listeners um, tools, if you're mm -hmm. aware of tools out there, either applications or like web browsers. There's mm -hmm. this thing called Tor. You have to be careful with Tor. So yeah. Tor, Tor so stands for the onion root. The onion router. I'm saying it as if I'm British. The onion router. Uh -huh. um, and and basically, people can set up endpoints anywhere in the world, and your your communications go in encrypted. So you're at your house, and you open up Tor or a VPN for that matter. Mm -hmm. And but you, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know who's hosting the VPN. That's, well, so that's where you have to like hopefully. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's where you have to go technology. with a reputable company. So do your research, right? Yeah. I use a VPN. I pay for it. Right. Um, that doesn't mean they're not selling my data. But the company I use, it's uh, Keep Solid is the company. Um, and I can pick what server anywhere in the world that I want to come out of. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not managing that server. I don't really know what's on the other end. If I'm coming out in Turkey or, or something in Australia, like, you know, I just have to, you know, on some level we have to trust and, and that can be kind of scary, mm -hmm. you know. Um, with, with Tor, anybody, I could set it up. Anybody could set it up. And in fact, a lot of law enforcement does set up Tor endpoints. Okay. Because they want to monitor the traffic coming out to see, well, if you're going through this much trouble to use it, you must be doing something illegal. Uh -huh. And so that's where you right. kind of have to be careful with uh, with Tor. Um, but again, just like anything, you really you got to use your judgment. You got to use common sense. Like if a product's free, you're the product. Your data is the product. I mean, how does Google make money? Majority of it's on advertising targeted to your, to users mm -hmm. of their products, you know? Right. How does Facebook make money? Do either of you pay monthly for Facebook? Nope. You don't, mm -hmm. so. Oh, it's, oh, I've been paying. Have you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, so your right. information right? has been, yeah. So you're the product, right? right. And, and that's where, you know, again, we were talking about this at dinner, that, that Netflix movie, The Great Hack, everybody should watch that. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's a new age of weaponizing data to achieve a goal, which in this case was electing President Trump uh, as well as they were part of the Leave U UK Brexit movement, mm -hmm. uh, Leave EU right. Brexit movement. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, see the election fraud? Um, I, I imagine there was a lot of boots dedicated to uh, election rigging at the conference. And so the conference starts on Thursday. So oh, I haven't okay. been to it yet. All right, all right. Um, Which is after this episode comes yes. out. Just so people yeah, are Yeah, sorry. It starts in two yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that's a good question because every time I talk to someone from DHS, I ask them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I've talked with a couple people fairly high up at Homeland Security, and I assume what they're telling me is the truth, but there's no evidence that votes were changed or numbers mm -hmm. were changed. Um, but we do have evidence that Russia, well, that operatives operating from within Russia were trying to access voting systems in the United States. Right. Uh, and we also know that obviously the social media impact of it with the whole fake news thing, uh, social media manipulation, social engineering did happen and was successful. Mm -hmm. And again, that's kind of where the, that Cambridge Analytica company comes in. So if you haven't heard of them, have you guys heard of Cambridge Analytica? I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you watched The Great Hack? Not yet, because I just finished years and years and I was already <laughs> depressed enough. So, that was my last yeah. recommendation. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, our creative yeah. person being yeah. recommended it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't watch it. No. It's right. too close to home. Yeah, well, Years and Years was recommended by Joe and his wife to me, and I watched it, and I, and I was horrified because I also finished it the same week that I finished the Bundyville podcast, oh, gosh. which is about the Patriot movement, particularly here in Nevada. Mm. And I was like, well... I'm very happy now. Feeling good that, about things, yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, wow, this world's really great. I yeah. definitely don't want to move to rural Scotland and hide in a shed. <laughs> Not at all. Why would I do that? Which is where you are now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Perhaps. No, but I, I definitely that. recommend people watch um, The Great Hack on Netflix because yeah. it does a really good job of illustrating what happened, what was used, the motives behind it, which obviously it was to win mm -hmm. right um and and hopefully you'll think think more about it i mean i don't know if anybody's read the the terms and conditions on facebook but you know there's a lot of stuff in there that when you put stuff on oh, their no, systems so yeah right right that. they can kind of do well and the whole thing with face app a couple of weeks ago where yeah like, it was that a was very like ambiguous terms and conditions yeah. and you're giving your pictures to you know where that company was uh, headquartered right? yeah st petersburg russia yeah so you're now uploading your picture to a company in a country that does not follow typical international standards. Mm -mm. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's what I mean. Like you put it on the internet, you know, like, Oh, I'm sitting in my house here in Las Vegas using this app to see what I look like in 30 years when really your data is getting sent to Russia for who knows what purpose. I so mean, that's, I just look at a picture of my dad now and I'm like, that's what I'm going to look like in 30 years yeah, because it's true. Mm -hmm. It's actually very true. What about so chubbier, what, I'm chubbier. What about um, encryptions, like descending encrypted so, messages if you have a podcast and it's political in nature? Well, Who does that? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, you, so usually encrypted communications, um, are for sensitive things, maybe email, obviously your bank, like when you log in online to your bank and you see the little HTTPS mm -hmm. and it's like green in your browser, that mm -hmm. means it's a trusted encrypted connection that you're having. But if it's ever like red or it's HTTP, it's not trusted, it's not encrypted and you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do it. But, um, it's basically a way of taking your data and scrambling it so that somebody without the key can't read it. So if we're... Okay. Sitting at a Starbucks, you jump on your laptop and you're, you know, doing some stuff, depending on whether it's software encrypted or not. If I'm on that same network, I can run a program, capture what you're doing, and then see it on my own computer. Uh -oh. Do if you it's use in, public Wi-Fi? I do. Uh -huh. um, I use it quite a bit. And if it's, you know, if, again, if I'm doing just like browsing the web, I don't really care. But if I'm going to do like something with my bank, then I open up my VPN mm -hmm. um, okay. so that you have that extra layer of protection. Uh, 
you know, where hopefully nobody's getting into it. And I've actually visited Russia. Uh, I've been to Moscow and St. Petersburg, and I have accessed my bank from Russia using, you know, a VPN to connect back here into the United States um, while mm. doing that. Just because, you know, as soon as it's like, it's crappy we have to live this way, but in right. the age of technology, you just have to assume like your data is out there, people are listening, and just act accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, so since we're we're all about accessibility here and making things easy for people, so say if you don't have enough money to pay for a VPN, but obviously you're still using the internet, mm-hmm. is there a specific browser you should use? Is there specific settings maybe you should have on your Facebook to make it more private? Like yeah, what, like any social be media doing? like Facebook. I mean, don't use Facebook. Like literally that's your best answer. Now I know that a lot of people can't go without Facebook. Right. If that's you lock down the privacy settings so that only your friends can see it. But in the case of the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, all it took was one of your friends to install one of these apps, not even yourself. And the way the app was built, it would actually mine all of those friends' data. So like even at that point, yeah, you're not going to be protected. But so I I still have Facebook. I don't really use it that much. Um, My wife posts baby pictures and tags me and that's about it. but it is locked down because also employers look at it. You, you right. go interview for a job or you're a potential candidate, they're going to do a social media search on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LinkedIn, it's a lot more business related, but don't put on, I'm going on vacation on your LinkedIn, you know, have a nice professional looking LinkedIn page and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still use Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Right. Um, you know, but uh, just be careful about what you post. So nothing gets posted. The, uh, like while I'm on vacation, I typically don't post till I get home type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as internet browser, um, I've been using one called Brave, which is focused Brave. on privacy. It's actually okay. built on the Chrome engine, but it focuses on privacy. So you can run that like just default mode mm-hmm. and, uh, and you should be a lot better off, okay. um, you know, than like Chrome or, or Edge or something like that. Um, VPNs, there are free versions out there. I'm pretty sure Keep Solid has a free version. They just, uh, it's a slower connection. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So when you open it, because it's free, you're going to be a little bit throttled on your internet speed. But, you know, I don't think it's horrible. You're probably not going to watch like a movie over it. It's going to be choppy. But if you're just trying to do some typical web browsing stuff, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just do some research out there on VPNs. Like there's a lot of, you know, PC Mag does comparisons on VPN products and so if you don't have the money to pay for it, I, I got my access to keep solid. They did like a group on and it was like $150 for five licenses for life. Oh, wow. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And five licenses? Yeah. So I got five devices. So I have like oh, my cell phone, my iPad. One. Yeah. So each oh. either a piece of software installed or you can even do VPN with hardware, which is what a lot of companies do. Um, so I mean, so to be protected, you super need money sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Or like you can install the free versions on your your iPad or your cell phone if the you know the product supports it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you really just like do your research, look at multiple sources. You know, don't just take what you see on Facebook as the truth because it's probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a, a world of fake news and deep fakes, and it's crazy yeah. what AI can do anymore. You know, um, so you really have to kind of just vet your stuff man and and it you know we can't just take what the news says is true so 
Raven yeah. is, is the dog is spanky. ready. Yeah, she's like <laughs> deep fakes. All yeah. right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Raven's into deep fakes. She's like, I'm going to insert yeah. myself into the conversation. Yes, exactly. Well, but. so to move on to a, a more enjoyable topic. Yeah. So you are a frequent visitor to Las Vegas. Um, I am. So as a as a frequent visitor, what are some of your favorite places to eat, drink, or have fun here in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. I'll answer that, but I want to get two more points than I did in earlier. Do it. If you're yeah. if you're a middle schooler or a high schooler, and you're like, "Hey, I like computers, and I want to see if cybersecurity is for me." Yeah. Um, you want to look up the U.S. Cyber Patriot, and essentially that's put on by the Air Force Association. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, and it's basically like high school, middle school level competitions and learning about how to secure a Windows machine, how to secure a Linux machine. Oh, okay. And um, the camp that I ran last week, we had uh, middle schoolers and high schools, uh, high schoolers in doing that. So you really just like, if you have a tech teacher at your high school or middle schooler or a parent who might want to sponsor it, you know, Get a couple of students and and do that. The uh, registration for this upcoming season ends October second, mm-hmm. so I'll send you the links. So you can put it in the notes. Perfect. But it's a it's Cyber Patriot, and then uh, the other one I want to tell people. <clears throat> there's a website called Have I Been Owned, but the uh, owned is spelled with a P, and mm-hmm. so it's I have been P W N E D dot com, and essentially the guy that Internet runs that. Slang. He does it, yeah, okay. exactly. Internet slang. What the hell um, is? He he does it for free, um, and basically, what you can do is you can put your email address, and it will show you if your email has been in any kind of data breach. So um, he doesn't like store your information, but basically, what he does, he goes on the dark web, grabs all of the database dumps on user info, mm-hmm. and essentially will search it based on the email that you put in. Mm. And so it's helpful to use that because hopefully you're not reusing passwords. Like your banking password is the same as your Facebook, which is the same as your, you know, whatever. Um, Because if one of those sites gets breached and you're using the same info, then all of your sites have been breached. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice resource to use. I use it um, whenever I, you know, talk with my class about this or, or doing talks out in public to have people go in and, and check it because it's interesting though i think mine shows up on like four breaches like the linkedin breach mm-hmm. um there was a recent one from april that i didn't even hear of and i didn't even know what this company is but it's some sort of data analytics company oh wow. you would be surprised Jeez. how many companies don't secure the information they store it's a little scary and again i have no say in what they're storing on me right mm-hmm. You know, Europe, they just passed a law that said that you can request your information be removed from a company. We won't have that in the U.S. So, so vote. Yes. Vote. Vote is a good yeah, one. Yeah, and but hold your elected officials please, accountable. And please do you your research yeah. on who you vote for, mm-hmm. that you're not just voting out of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like fear. I mean, you look at the Trump campaign and you look at the Leave EU Brexit campaign. They're all based on fear. Playing yep. on people's emotions. Oh yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So back to your question so, was hunger, yeah. another hunger. emotion, right? Yes. Hunger is yes. different, hunger, enjoyable emotion. I maybe. think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So your favorite places to eat, drink, or just visit while you're in Las Vegas? Well, I mean, you know, my favorite place to get a drink. Casa de Jacobs. No, nope, the that's, Cosmopolitan. That's close. Oh, the, chandel- fancy. the chandelier yeah. bar at the oh, Cosmo. Oh, love it. What do you yeah. get there? I get the Manhattan. 
with, okay. with the Italian cherries. But oh, cherries I just so found mm-hmm. the Italian cherries at a liquor store in Denver. So yeah, I had one. No, yeah, they're verifiable. They're, they're I now the have a jar. They're delicious. The same. They're hard to come by. They, they are. are. They're not cheap, yeah. but they're delicious. They're yeah. fantastic. And uh, on our list of things this week is to go for him to try an old-fashioned Andor Manhattan at the uh, the underground speakeasy at the Mob Museum. That's right. Nice. Yeah, I heard yeah. the Mob Museum now has a speakeasy, which I'm excited about. Yeah. 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 I, I, apparently, there's a speakeasy within the speakeasy. Really? Yeah, so but a appara- secret speakeasy. Knowing three people that work there is not enough to get it's you in. It's a really VIP room. Mm. It's there's not a separate bar. Just so we're clear. So I, I just it? need to name drop my own name. Our producer's yep. been mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you yeah, got in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at that smile. <laughs> uh, when you have oh, a beard man. like that, you can get in anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in this town. He, t- he told them he was pretty high up in cartel. I that's think. like that's like <laughs> you are a millionaire with that beard. Yeah, yeah apparently. Yeah. So uh, grow a beard, Allison. And then I'll get into the speakeasy yep. within the speakeasy. Yep. All mm-hmm. right. Well, nice. Yep. All right. Those mm-hmm. sound pretty tasty. Yeah, so and, that, that uh, should be good. Food, I know I mean, you went to Hoback yeah, yesterday. Yeah, there's, there's. I, I mean, I you went to a bonchon yesterday. We're going <laughs> to Hoback on Thursday. I did. You guys got a bonchon, so yeah. I went there. Uh, bonchon's pretty good. They, uh, right. they do Korean fried chicken, mm-hmm. and it's a. Mm-hmm. What I understand, it's a, it's a rice batter instead of wheat. It is. Uh huh. Panko. Yep. 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 Really delicious. So good. And then we're going to Hoback. Korean we're going Hoback. Yeah, I've not been there, so I cannot comment. Ah, you should go to Soyo. Go to Soyo. We, we were there? just talking about it that it should be in Chinatown, yeah, yeah. but it is not. Right. Just the trifecta of all the great uh, Korean. It is, right. in my opinion, one Pretty of the good. most authentic places out there. Mm. You are not too generous in your praise, and I appreciate mm. that. Right. I think you'll appreciate Soyo. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, Allison has been to Korea. Mm-hmm. So yes. I am the one person on this podcast right now who has not been there yet. Of you should do something us. about that. Yeah. I'm trying, but I'm in the rural Scotland shed, so I can't, I can't <laughs> yes, do much right now. Track. They don't yeah. have service. You yeah. barely just got the tube with the internet, right? Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. on uh, 360 baud right now, so. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Nope, probably not. That's right. Um, I am looking forward to Sammy's. I usually try and hit up Sammy's uh, when Wood I'm out here. pizza? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It's out in Perum. Mm. Okay. You wouldn't know of it. No, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's yeah, there's all over the city. Mm-hmm. Yes, there yeah. are. Okay, Sammy's nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You went That's to Fry's think, electronic yeah, store. I, it is... was it was sad. Like there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's not there in fries. And there's I'm worried maybe, they're closing. Yes, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah the they being they, me they. and like the LA Times. One Twitter. That's too bad. They're gonna close I'm all the fries. I'm pretty sure it was from LA Times okay. and me that said it was closing. Allegedly. Really? That's yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Fries that's is what great. The word word on the Twitter street is that fries is closing, but we don't know that for a fact. Hmm. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be too bad. Yeah. What else? What else do I hit up while I'm here? Uh, I usually go to the Bellagio to check out the gardens, and luckily my conference tomorrow is at the Bellagio, so there's two birds. I'm the, very fortunate. That paid parking that, situation that you guys are doing now. I don't have to go to the Bellagio with my brother <laughs> this trip. He doesn't like going to the Bellagio. I don't know why. It's not that I don't like going to the Bellagio. I don't like the process of going to the Bellagio. If I'm there, it's great. Mm-hmm. But it's like I got to drive there. I got to mm-hmm. park. I got to pay to park. I have to walk. It's a like whole it's big the, rigmarole. It's not like it's the MGM. The MGM, it's a hassle well, yeah, to get well. through. Bellagio seems relatively accessible. And also, like, the parking garage and the gardens are, like, right Yeah, they're, like, right, they are. right it's there. It's true. Picky man. It's true. Yeah. And there's a chocolate well, fountain. There right is a chocolate the fountain. I could not 
Yeah. Like, I have to pay for that chocolate, though. It's not free. No, nothing's free. Nothing's no. And I haven't figured out if I'm going to park at Planet Hollywood and walk or if I'm going to park at the Bellagio. It depends on how early I get if out If you tomorrow. park at right. uh, Planet Hollywood, get yourself some Garrett pe- uh, popcorn. Oh, popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd yeah. be tasty. Yeah. You're going to get some real Garrett next week. I'm going to get some real Are Garrett. Are you going to Chicago? I'm going to get some deep dish, some Chicago-style hot dogs, and Garrett popcorn. You're going to Portillo's? That's out in Chicago, right? It sounds familiar. Yeah. I think that's a hot dog place. Sure. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Chicago. Yeah, I like Chicago too. Chicago it's a good place. place. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, mm-hmm. nice place. Windy city, but this is not the Windy City podcast, guys. No, no, this is the <laughs> the Las Vegas, Nevada, wild and free, right? Yes. Yeah, we are yes, wild yes, yes. and free. Yeah. Well, not awesome. One, but both. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, conclude for this evening, Joe? Mm, I don't think so. Your uh, new father, you which is exciting. Spot. Yes, but, uh, I miss I miss my wife. My wife Anna. Hopefully, will be listening to this when it comes out. Yeah, my new baby girl. I miss both of them. I have I have been traveling a lot since since we had her, and all this travel was already like pre oh. predetermined. So, well, technology connects you with them. It yes. does. Yeah. It does. I can talk to them on the uh, the phone, the face, and it's great. And I just have to hope that whoever's listening in from the government enjoys the conversation. I'm right? sure they will, Joe. Yes. Mm-hmm. They will. If they don't, they're really missing out. Yes. So, well, thank yeah. you so much, Joe, for coming on. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Yes. I say that. Thank you. For, thank you. And I yeah, uh, hope to have you on in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right. Well, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. As always, this is Jacob with my co Wrangler, Allison Yanez McKay, and our producer, Jose Sotelo. Research assistant, <laughs> Ashley Pacheco, and creative design by Berta Gutierrez. And, of course, we have, as always, in the Den of Descent, we have the dog, Raven, who is with us, who you may have heard her tail wagging earlier. Mm-hmm. She particularly enjoys talk about VPNs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's ready for her interview now. And I, well, she's going to talk pretty one patient. day. Yeah. yeah, one day we expect her to talk. And then, of course... Uh, little Sebastian, who is hopefully asleep right now. He was being We're a butthead earlier, though, if he, I can say. He was. Yeah. He definitely was. Yeah. And we've heard some stories about his bowel movements, which are not pretty. No, no butts there. So. Anyway, on that note. It's a good thing you're not here with us today, folks. Yes. Anyway, thank you and giddy up. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.